time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, baby. Time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to another episode of the Geeked Up Podcast, Life in Coronaville. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? What's going on, buddy? What's going Welcome on, to the show. Brother? Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, I'm Devin. That's Liam. Of course, if you have any other questions, listen back to our past episodes where we cover all that and our origin stories. Don't forget about our YouTube page, Geek Pods on YouTube for best of clips. And uh, I would say don't forget about our Twitter page, but you can forget about our Twitter page because we forgot about our Twitter page for <laughs> yeah. now. So when we remember about it and start posting, we'll remind you to uh, not forget. But for now, let's all forget that we started that. <laughs> Folks on that YouTube page, sure. though, it's uh, fully loaded with all of the latest clips. So Check them out, Pods. Dude. But before we get into this episode, uh, I usually say we start this one off on a bummer with our RIPs, and I don't want to, uh, you know, say uh, rest of <laughs> hilarity, haha. But uh, I guess use P, rest in something, rest in yeah, bug, all right? Definite a definite RIP, rest in poop, as, I, <laughs> as I've decided to change. <laughs> I knew you'd be happy Nicely with that done. one. Rest in yeah. poop. I had a couple <laughs> peas, and then poop was the obvious runaway. Uh, but nice, nice, nice. No, this is nice. where I always like to point out that me and Devin don't have to like pretend to take the high road because we never pretend to be like sanctimonious. Fucking uh, uh, very. True. We can because give our I mean, honest. What? We can give our honest appraisal, uh, appraisal of our feelings of Rush's death for sure. And I think it's fair to say, not to speak for you, but I think it's fair to say, neither of us are fans of the guy. We both think the guy <laughs> was a huge piece of shit, okay? Yeah. Like, he's like anti-Muslim, anti-black, anti-gay, anti-fucking everything yeah, that's good, sure. okay? But I mean, he's he a Republican, kind of said, in, but... Yeah, but I mean, he's almost one of those crazy far right. Yeah, no, for like, sure. COVID's fake, the voting machines are fake, but... He falls also into that thing, like, you've heard us talk about Trump on the show before, so it's no uh, mystery that we don't like him, but kind of like him, he also is unintentionally hilarious. Like, people <laughs> from, like, I was watching a clip thing of him today, and it was, like, the, it was meant to show just, like, what a piece of garbage this guy is. Like, all the terrible things he's, The like, highlight reel of his, uh, his, his best of montage. Exactly. Like, his best of scumbag. <laughs> just the thing literally opens up with him just saying the N-word. But he's like, oh, I think it's been approved now. If you say it with an A, I'm even allowed to say it. Was like, oh. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> he was going to hip-hop on us? Yeah. Nice hip-hop and he's doing black voice in it. He's going like, oh, so he the new master now? And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude. But he's like, doing black voice? Is that a thing? Is that like, we know black face is offensive. Is black voice like a... Uh, is that a <laughs> I don't think we should be doing it. Yeah. I'm willing to assume it's a, it's not a, it's not a term anyway. But yeah, no, yeah. you're for sure... Uh, 
he's definitely definitely like you said a total scumbag but he does sometimes toe the line of unintentionally hilarious and for myself honestly uh, uh and i honestly feel you'll probably agree with some of me on this as uh, somebody that just grew up real into like radio and you know howard stern or opie and anthony or whatever it was you know what i mean rush was definitely amazing at being a radio show host in terms of even guys like me and devin that wouldn't necessarily at all agree with what he's saying politically he'd be the kind of guy that would have us screaming at the window and fucking trying to dial up wabc radio to get a hold of him rather than just going this guy's a douche and turning it off you know what i mean like he had that amazingly and honestly that's a huge aspect of radio like when i was growing up probably my favorite radio show were mike and the mad dog which were just like talk sports radio but both of Mm -hmm. them were just such hateable pieces of shit that most of the people listened because they either hated one or the other guy and they'd listen to just like argue with them and they'd be oh russo you don't know what you're talking about and everybody thought fucking francesa was just like a total pompous piece of shit but it was like they like they had like this hateable quality that attracted you to listen and whatnot and in terms of just like a, a radio fan and a fan of the genre and of the art form so to speak i mean he was uh, he was a master at being like the original troll and agitator and just saying things to get people beyond fired up whether he even believed them or not he probably did to be perfectly honest you know what i mean well see yeah and i think that's kind of the jump on what you're saying too because like you're saying like the whole like wanted turning them off but like you don't lose it it's kind of like the whole stern phenomenon you know what i mean like love him or hate him because i was thinking about that too well, when, stern like, was more just, out- like he was you know doing it in comedy pretenses which rush exactly. limbaugh well, i think that's my so. difference whereas like rush limbaugh is like believing everything he's saying yeah, yeah, where yeah. howard stern saying fucked up things in a comedic form either way For though sure. neither one neither one uh, especially like Stern. Like Stern was like he was in like the eighties and nineties, not soft kind of now, softened up like he is now. But like, dude, he would never have a show now. Everyone's too woke and lit. No, and well, fucking... I mean, dude, the culture has changed. It's literally mm-hmm. forty years at this point since fucking Stern showed in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like, we can't, and we have lost sight of that. And now we look at every single thing that has happened through the context of, of twenty twenty. But it was a different time forty years ago. Like, I'm sorry, Absolutely. folks. Fucking when Stern was saying that. And in terms of Rush, honestly, and his actual believing that kind of stuff, I always even did defend Rush just for having the right to say it in terms of just like the old freedom of speech you know theory of like you don't defend freedom of speech because of what uh, the speech that you like you defend freedom of speech because of the speech that you don't like so from that standpoint like rush limbaugh has his right to the soapbox on fucking you know radio if he's if he has all the uh, listeners and gets all the ratings and whatnot he should be allowed to say it and you know what i mean stern should be allowed imus should have been allowed to be offensive so stern should have been allowed to be offensive in comedic pretenses and rush limbaugh should have been allowed to be offensive and insane in what he was saying in political pretenses and i guess we'll get into more freedom of speech issues in a second but i guess the prevailing thoughts for me and devin on behalf of the geeked up boys rest in poop is the uh, yeah. is the yes. ultimate thought yes. <laughs> yeah yeah i defend your yeah. i defend your uh, your you know fucking constitutional right to be a piece of shit but still rest in poop yeah the, now you're still now you're resting in it <laughs> yeah and I guess in funnier, I would almost say almost R.I.P. news. Or is it really, I guess, celebrity with a broken leg treating it like fucking <laughs> almost died. But hilarious almost R.I.P. quote unquote Ashley Judd, who uh, sister of Winona. <laughs> I mean, would you say former actress Ashley Judd? 
Is now... she really sister of Winona? Yeah. I never even put that fucking together. I always oh, yeah. knew she was Kentucky because she's had all those fucking games and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. wow, this is a, a very obvious one to have stuck past. <laughs> this is going to be like yeah. when you tell me that the Hemsworths are brothers. It's going to be... And re- Screech is their cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she broke her leg on, like, an excavation into the Congo. She said one of her favorite places. <laughs> And just literally had to be pulled out of the jungle in one of the funniest, uh, single snapshot video uh, pictures. Anyway, (laughs) like that one of her being carried by two fucking wide-eyed Congolese, and the quote where, uh, uh, like, I I almost (laughs) felt bad for her until the quote where she thanked her quote-unquote Congolese brothers for getting her (laughs) out. And it's like you're literally making like she was like a fifty-hour journey of fucking helicopters, and like these idiots had to take a fucking you know. uh, a 17 hour like yak ride to the nearest village risking there and I no like disrespect to them you know what I mean and I say idiots in a comedic purpose but that's like a literal thing that had to happen because stupid yeah, Ashley yeah, yeah. Judd got fucking like you know and I don't know what she was doing up there she was there for humanitarian purposes or just like you know it's where she glamping vacations, baby. The, I mean a lot of people do just go glamping in fucking the Congo and extreme rainforests like that when they're rich enough to hire guides and all that kind of stuff. So I don't maybe, think that's what she was doing since she tripped and broke her leg in like eleven places. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, was she running from a panther or anything? I literally didn't like uh, uh do you know look know. into like the story over at like all. A twig I just like, like just snapped her leg in like four places. I just and saw the I picture and whole... started laughing and then read the yes. Congolese brothers and fucking uh, like I was saying about Limbaugh, I just flipped to the next fucking story for this one. It didn't have me <laughs> mad enough to read on. Like Rush, I read the whole thing, dude. <laughs> this one, I was like, "Oh, you fucking bitch," and I just moved on. But I read the whole thing, and it's just as like white people in the Congo pretentious as you would expect it to be. You know what I mean? She's like yeah. using uh, like the people by names, and like again, like good on them for like being stuck there. But she's like, Macambway had to like break my leg back into place, yeah. whereas Baki wrapped it up in does, and I screamed out loud, and I no, thought these sure. were the men I would die with. And, was like, oh, and I think it's like a you. Louis C.K. bit, but the whole thing about like <laughs> how much of a burden she's being on Macambway and, and Baki, and they have to pretend like Ashley Judd is helping, you know what I mean? Like just so they can get some fucking easels and crayons or whatever the fuck Ashley Judd gives them. But it's like now they have to pretend like she's actually doing humanitarian work for her own ego but and again i didn't look into it so for all i know she's literally there saving the rainforest and god bless her but i uh no i'm sure you're probably uh closer to what it actually is somewhere in the middle but i'd say my side's more hilarious in a rush limbaugh style i'm like i'm going for i'm going for the hilarity in this one but so rest in poop, Ashley Judd. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Same can be said for... <laughs> um, but I guess uh, kind of next now is the segment we should have been doing for a while. We kind of have, but we haven't really put a label on it. But uh, this will be our first uh, Who's Getting Cancelled? Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Cancel. Don't cancel. you know it was nice to know you. Cancel culture. <laughs> and, a little freestyle uh, there. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Nice to know you. Cancel coach. <laughs> um, but, of course, the big one of the news was uh, Gina Carano, uh, you know, co-star of The Mandalorian. So <laughs> got a, yeah. She said, uh, get ready for this. She said Alderaan things in Alderaan places. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nicely done. Uh, 
I wish I could take credit for that. I if saw Dennis that Smith online. didn't turn off due, due to our rush bashing, he'd be laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't furious about our rush take, he'd be. He would have loved that one, but. <laughs> but yeah, she got fired from the Mandalorian. And this is one of those things too that, like, kind of like what you were talking about—the freedom of speech and like getting canceled and whatnot. But it's just like she was kind of already on the line. She posted some, and I will say this, like, quote unquote, anti-trans tweets, and people were like demanding for her to be canceled. But if you have read them, they weren't like really. It wasn't like she was like. It wasn't like she like wrote Harry Potter or that lady's like no trans in Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. And also like, a little bit of just... context about this chick, but she is an ex mixed martial artist that has yeah, turned correct. into an actress as opposed to an actress. And in all honesty, that does change your context and things where she's not like somebody that's grown up acting in the Hollywood. She's literally like a, like a cage fighter by trait that has now used that into another thing. So she has a different mental makeup as most people that are fucking professional cage fighters have with all due respect to no, but in all honesty, I mean, if you have, no, that, no, 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 you're if right. you have that mind frame, you're not this, you're not a normal person. You're going to have different, you know what I mean? It's different and, and no, no, exactly. less than, it's like, but different than other thought, you know, so. 100%. But they didn't fire her for that, though. Because, again, yeah. the, the tweets were very... She has a past history kind of, of, you know... Of, correct. The tweets were very kind of like, eh, maybe. Uh, it wasn't until she <laughs> tweeted out, though, that her being oppressed, like the way she is online by people that want her to be canceled, yeah. she feels like... I don't, and I'm misquoting this, but I think it was along the lines of she knows what it's like to be a Jewish person in like <laughs> 1940s Poland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, come on, what I are you think she about? used like images of the Holocaust and Nazis yeah. chasing Jews to try to, uh, you know, sum up the sentiment of what conservatives are feeling right now, being chased around by the, you know, liberal mainstream public, and really just, you know, casting them aside. In society, you know, which honestly Correct. it is, it is ironic to get fired for, you know, for making a post about how you don't have freedom to say, state your opinion. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's a definite a level of irony in that. And, uh, uh, she definitely, I think, you know, just used the wrong, anything to do with the Holocaust. You're definitely going to get fired, you know, or you're definitely yeah, going to get also, exactly water. Read so, the room, dude. For there's sure. not a, uh, there's not a, uh, transsexual CEO at Disney and like a lot yeah, of like yeah. the big board of directors is in a table full of transsexuals. But I mean, honestly, once dude, just start, in the, once you start comparing yourself to a Jew in the Holocaust, Disney sure. is like that, right? There are two things that are like you can whatever cancel culture. We're getting soft, political correct this, political correct that. The N word and the Holocaust, you're getting fired. You know what I mean? Like those are two <laughs> things yeah. where just like we can defend you, whatever the fuck else. But and honestly, this is not even like a freedom of speech kind of thing necessarily. I guess there's two uh, aspects because it's really from like a Disney Plus business standpoint. It kind of reminds me a lot of, ironically enough, but the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. To be honest, where it's not – they're not firing her for her political <laughs> statement, you know, for her political sentiment. They're firing her because it's just going to bring a huge headache and a backlash that they don't need. Exactly. Because Disney Plus doesn't need this MMA star for the Mandalorian to be successful. Like Lucas Films is sitting there Correct. like, hey, where's Star Wars? We don't need – like this isn't William H. Macy and Shameless who has like, you know, <laughs> uh, any of the power in the success of the show. They're going to be – as long as they got Baby Yoda. 
they're going to be able to move on perfectly <laughs> fine. And that's the same thing with like like Colin Kaepernick, where it's like everybody made that out to be, uh, uh, you know, because of his political stance. It was because now bringing in Colin Kaepernick to be your backup quarterback was going to bring a huge controversy that they didn't need to deal with because it was going to be a headache to, uh, for like what they were trying to achieve. So that was it was like it was more of a business decision for Colin Kaepernick, although nobody looked at it that way. Everybody looked at it as a political statement, and it's more of a business decision for uh, Disney Plus than it is, which people are going to look at it well, as absolutely now. absolutely it is. It's and like I don't a, think it is – I don't think ahead. it is like a matter of uh, freedom of speech too because like you said, it is a Disney show, and it's a contract. I'm sure they have like a character clause in real life like in their contract. Like, listen, you're going to be in a fucking Disney show. So let's yeah. keep the fucking anti-trans tweets to a minimum, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, for sure. You, and I'm That's sure it's in her too. contract. Like, yeah, yeah, like, for it's sure. It's in the contract. Like, you didn't get when you're when you're fucked. representing you Disney like, Plus. Censored. For sure, you broke right? your contract. You got fired. Kid. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah, that's true too. But so it's for, so from that standpoint, there's really nothing to argue, you know, uh, just in terms of if Disney Plus wants to do it as a business decision, Disney Plus doesn't owe it to her to stand by her crazy right wing thoughts. In terms of her having crazy right wing thoughts and what this will actually, and just like the whole temperature of the country right now being the craziest time, you know, that it's ever been in the last fucking, you know, 50 years anyway. But uh, uh, do I feel that it could be handled maybe ideally? Could have been handled differently with more of just like a public shaming and making her go on Oprah and pretend to apologize rather than kind of now they're making like a martyr of her. Because I really do feel that there is a thing going on with like it's turning into prohibition of thought and that's exactly what she's talking about. But like uh, uh, mm-hmm. just by making it so nobody can have these opinions in public, you're just going to drive them to underground uh, 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 avenues to have these thoughts, which are just going to like create more crazy militia groups. And that's exactly where the Proud Boys and all of these crazy alt-wing rights, they're feeding off of people that are looking to kind of channel, uh, that are looking to kind of express these views that are out there. So instead of having a conversation or dialogue to just totally, you know, uh, cancel them and now kind of mar- – it's like, you know, back when they said with terrorists that every time we killed a terrorist, we were creating seven more. It's the same kind of thing. Yes, every, yes, time yes. You, every time you uh, uh, fire and, and cast aside this chick from The Mandalorian, you're creating seven more ultra-right-wing people that go crazy that their freedom of speech – or they're not freedom of speech, but their freedom of thought and even having these opinions is now being able to take it away from them. And, you know, uh, Disney Plus aside – but it's just like if you put the if you're a famous person and you put these opinions out, you really risk the uh, ri- you put the, uh, your career at risk of getting totally sidetracked, and that isn't necessarily fair. No, it's not necessarily. And I'm with you to the aspect too of like left or right celebrity. I don't want to fucking hear it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I and feel I mean, bad that for too, like for sure of the but... actors on the right that like have to be silenced. You know what I mean? If fucking, yeah. if you were like, you know, if George Clooney turned out to be a Trump supporter, fucking, I guarantee no one's buying his shitty tequila anymore. Well, it's twenty five. <laughs> no, no, it's, you're absolutely but, right. But that's not fair, and that's not going to help us move on in the country. No, you correct. know this whole stupid Bruce thing that we all knew was phony. Like the Bruce saying, "Let's meet in the middle," was totally a phony I, sentiment I, coming I, from <laughs> Bruce. But it is the actual thing that needs to happen. It's phony coming no, from no, the Bidens sure. on inauguration day, uh, knowing how much the the hatred is. You know uh, the, how real the hatred amongst the two is. To then after you win, be like, "Oh, let's just forget about it now." You don't sound genuine then. 
but that is the actual uh, appropriate sentiment that needs to happen right now for this country to heal. There needs to be a conversation and a dialogue needs to take place to meet this crazy right-wing thought that is very representative of a huge portion of the country. Uh, you know, what Amanda Serrano or whatever the fuck her name is, is saying, it's not even like an alt-right crazy thought anymore. Like, that has become more and more commonplace. And that, like, a conversation with Oprah in public where we make her admit that she's wrong would be better suited than just casting her aside and now she's gonna she's already tweeting that her and the other crazy right-wing actors are gonna get together and start their own crazy right-wing hollywood with like ben crazy Shapiro. right-wing ben producers Shapiro. yeah and like that's gonna ben happen Gina Carano. you know and instead Although, of doing dude. that we should have done it the old-fashioned way where we just make her pretend like you know what i mean make her go on fucking every night show and beg for the acceptance and apologies with how much she uh you know oh i learned so much about that even if she doesn't mean it at least then that that doesn't turn her into a martyr for these right-wing idiots that think that their fucking voice is being taken away you know what i mean and it's uh, and again like i said with freedom of speech it's like we don't want to take their voice away we want to change their opinion so they so so they don't want to state that they don't want to use their voice that way. You know what I mean? Like that's the way to cure the uh, this hateful speech is by just by making them think positive, not by not allowing them to say it. That doesn't change. The not allowing them to say it doesn't change their feelings. You know what I mean? It's just going to drive them underground I, and form crazy militia sure. groups that are going to shoot up fucking schools and public places very and soon. I get what- I get what you're saying too, but as the Netflix and chat, how do we make money off these movie ideas thing? I'm pretty curious to see what these right movies are going to look like. Dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, dude, this summer, Mel Gibson kills every Muslim and trans person you've ever. Well, I mean, like, I guess they're... Mel Gibson will uh, uh, kind of come up. I'll bring him up in a couple minutes when we get to our next cancel culture story, but. Yeah. I mean, ultimately speaking, though, so just for my thoughts of the Mandalorian chick, she's not worth it. If, like I said, if this was, uh, um, if if this was like Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. You know what I mean, and they were gonna and they were gonna cancel the uh, the Breaking Bad show in the height of its popularity or whatever. If it was fucking James Gandolfini with Sopranos, it would be like, all right, let's have a conversation about whether we can ignore his <laughs> thoughts and let him continue this amazing show. And no, and all that. No, sure you can. But dude. for this chick, we don't need this chick to be in the Mandalorian. You know what I mean? So she's not worth the backlash and the headache it's gonna cause. So I don't really have much sympathy for her getting fired. Much again, I didn't have much sympathy for Colin Kaepernick because they're not really good enough to be worth the headache they're gonna bring. So that. That's where I draw the line on it being like a freedom of speech issue. However, from a free speech issue, I wish we, you know, this case could have been mm-hmm. handled differently and used more as a dialogue as opposed to just. But we'll continue to the next one, though. Sorry to reiterate what I was going to, what I just said. The next one. Like and the next one's. Yeah, no, 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 no. Go on, too. And the next one's not quite as crazy because, and again, I haven't done as much looking so much into this as I should have. But I think we've kind of touched about another episode, too. But the whole Joss Whedon thing is now kind of getting more and more traction. And I think what his pretty much is, is like, I don't think he was like sexually harassing anybody or like saying that. I think he was just toxic to fucking work with. You know what I mean? Which is... uh, Well, I mean, I think there was the one guy had some pretty racial implications, right? The guy that played, who is it? Ray Winston, the guy that played Cyborg. Cyborg, yes. But but again, I don't think it was ever anything like really racial, though. I think it was more just like, 
he was a piece of shit to him. It was like, dude, fuck you guy. Like, you don't say anything. You're the new actor around here. Yeah, fucking yeah, Joss yeah. Whedon, dude. Like, they brought me in no, here to sure. fix piece he of shit. He was just your asshole boss that every that we've all had in any given job that yeah. we all hated. Dude, and, and like, to me, he like, happened to be dude, a director a big, who was that. That's a big sign of things changing to me because that to me is the same as like you and I are both restaurant guys, come from the restaurant industry, dude. And I remember the days of like, Dude, I would like, this kind of why I love the restaurant industry. I was like, dude, there's no job in the world like this where people, like your boss talks to you like this. It's almost amusingly <laughs> yeah. funny, dude. Like no, me sure. and Liam at the same time have been like called like, dare I say like faggot by our boss and fucking idiot piece of <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. This is like, all right, man, I'm sorry I was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Like this is insane. Why are you <laughs> yelling at me? And I figured that's what like Hollywood is like, dude. And this the fact that like now we have to all be nice. And this is like, Sarah Michelle Gellar kind of weighed in on it and was just like, I'm not saying he wasn't like that, but, like, I do have a giant career because of him, so... Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're right. There's definitely a huge difference between uh, uh, a toxic environment and then anything like sexual harassment or actual direct mm. racism or anything like that. So if it's just that he's an asshole and not, you know, uh, uh, doing anything really sleazy, that's a huge difference. But much like I said about the MMA chick, Josh Whedon is not worth it. Towards the towards the fucking the MCU or DC, he's just not good. He's not Mel Gibson that can that like we need to fucking that only <laughs> Mel Gibson can make Braveheart and fucking these crazy. You know you know what I mean? But like but I don't know, that's not, we that's can not make MCU true, movies dude. with that. The Russo brothers are doing good enough job without Josh Whedon. They are you know? now. Well, Josh Whedon though, like he was the reason that like a lot of people. We're fucking stoked to see, not to like go on like a Joss Whedon tangent, but he was the reason a lot of people were like stoked to see the Avengers. Was just like, oh fuck, they brought in Whedon to direct this. Like, this is gonna be fucking awesome. Like, and again, dude, like Buffy is like a huge, huge like cult classic, dude. Like Firefly, huge cult classic. Like the guy's known for like fucking making things that people love. Like he was as, just as big as part as MCU as Favreau was. You know what I mean? But I guess <laughs> he was I'll give you that much. He's, well, Favreau he's, like directed Favreau. Iron Man and like but, brought the whole MCU. Yeah, but I don't think fold, that anybody you know I mean? liked those movies because Favreau, did, you know, because Favreau did a great job. They liked him because Iron Man is awesome. And I yeah, think but I don't think the, I disagree with that too. And all that kind of stuff. I think that a lot of people. I think literally you and Dennis could have fucking directed a great MCU movie given the budget. I think so too. Given all of that stuff like i don't think josh Beat or, so or john favreau are special or unique in hollywood you know what i mean i think that they're way more easily replaced uh, replaceable in that franchise than any know, of man, the actors then, and or the budget than, like any the big budget director is replaceable then well to some extent i mean i just feel that in if you're directing a, a franchise movie i think tarantino would be replaceable if he was directing iron man i feel like the tarantino directed iron man would be great like, if it was budget. another director. Like, Tarantino's not making big budget movies, but like, but any, like but big, you're any big budget like, action movies, movies like, uh, and not even big budget, or just like movies that you're taking the Iron Man story. You know what I mean? Like it's it's uh, that's you know it's okay. like Tim Burton directed Batman. That, dude. Tim Burton also directed Edward Scissorhands. Like the original Batman, if you want to tell me, could have been an amazing movie not directed by Tim Burton. I would believe you if you're telling me Edward Scissorhands would have been an amazing movie not directed by Tim Burton. I'd have a much tougher time. You know what I'm saying? But Just, dude, that's crazy. But yeah, but the counterpoint of that is the two Batman movies that weren't directed by Tim Burton were fucking garbage. <laughs> no, <great laughs> the two that weren't directed by and do the other and that, no, that other is a rough example coin, dude, because I love the that, Tim Burton like, Batman's for sure yeah of course but this side of that coin too is like nobody gave a shit about iron man i've talked about this before that i was like dude, when i was a kid i wasn't reading fucking iron man comics 
Like, no one gave a fuck about Iron Man. Yeah. Like, Favreau made that movie and that character, like, fucking, like, <laughs> all right. I'm just saying. No, it's but, a great. Well, it's a debate for another down a day. Total rabbit hole here. For sure, for sure. And honestly, dude, I have a, just like we talked about Howard Stern earlier. Howard Stern gets a lot of credit for innovating radio. I feel radio would have been fine with uh, the Beatles. Get credit for innovating music. American music was fucking the uh, was doing great without the Beatles coming in in 1962. So yes, they you know totally changed the evolution, but the evolution would have happened without them. And I feel that you know I, I that's just usually how I feel about these things. But like I said, we'll have this whole fiery debate with Dennis Smith and Andy Dwan. We'll get the reeked up boys to get this, their feelings. But. This sounds like uh, you're just upset that uh, what what's the two bozos that you listened to didn't get the stern credit? <laughs> Wrong, the Opie and Anthony show? The, uh, Opie and Anthony. Yeah, I mean, the evolution was coming. It should have been Opie and Anthony. Stupid <laughs> Stern was standing in the way. But I mean, Stern was just like the first guy to bring that kind of irreverent radio, you know, to, to bring that mm-hmm. kind of talk to the radio. That's why he was like, the, he, within a couple months, somebody else might have done it, and then they would have been that person. It's not that Stern necessarily... Dude, plus, who's to say yeah. somebody already wasn't doing it and just didn't get Stern famous? You know, you're telling me that, like, yeah, somebody yeah. in fucking, like, I don't know, some other college town wasn't doing some fucking bit where a guy was jerking off? Like, yeah, I mean, the National <laughs> Lampoon started that whole thing, obviously. But... Exactly, exactly. Anyway... One more person that I guess not who's getting canceled, but I mean, some people are, are kind of getting canceled now because of this, but there's the whole, and again, I've kind of touched about this on past episodes and I did watch the doc uh, with AH, but I did watch it post Super Bowl, So I might not have absorbed yeah, all the information from uh, framing Britney Spears. Okay. Yes. Okay? I forgot about this one. This is a huge thing that we need to talk about. I've kind of brought it up. Uh, it's a crazy story about, I think the center of it is that her dad pretty much has like legal control of her life, even though she's like a forty-year-old woman. She's like legally not allowed to do anything. That's where like the yeah we were talking about this a couple episodes ago for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of it too is just how like the media and like we as like the consumers of this shit just like treated this poor like nineteen-year-old, twenty-year-old girl. Yeah. (laughs) Just like there's literally like clips of like old like. Walter Matthaus, not Walter Matthaus, but like old news reporters being like, so you shoot like showing your boobs a lot, Brittany. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, like dude. the fucking guy on 60 Minutes, Walter Cronkite's yeah, fucking down Exactly, that's what throat. I was trying to yeah, think throat. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, uh, the, I, so and you said that so you watched this documentary a little bit after the Super Bowl so you don't exactly, you can't be quoted 100% on the, uh, but I know, but then, like, I guess Timberlake now is having to, like, apologize because, like, he ran her name through the mud. Yeah, but it, Timberlake. I mean, I've been anti-Timberlake, and now he apologizes as well for the whole Janet thing. I've been anti-Timberlake ever since the whole – and I've talked about it on this show about how fucking – what a douche Timberlake is because of the whole Janet Jackson thing getting totally – let off the hook for that just like all of the fucking spotlight and fall went to janet jackson for that when it all should have gone to timberlake <laughs> coming out and ripping her fucking shirt off and everybody goes i don't hate the shit. guy you know i'm sure when i was like I 17 i was like fuck that guy dude i'm listening to eminem i'm not fucking listening to stupid <laughs> NSYNC. but i think nobody's really made a biggest career turnaround as kind as he did i was like he was like the unofficial snl cast member he was uh 
you know, getting a decent amount of puss. He oh, was, yeah, getting uh, all the puss in the world. No, I've always hated him ever roles. since I was 17, just like you, and hated him because Eminem was. But honestly, as a huge music lover, and now they're all in the news. Jay Lake, Marilyn Manson, and Britney, they all hijacked the music <laughs> scene in the late 90s. And there was great music in the late 90s, but because of fucking Biggie and Tupac and Kurt Cobain were too hardcore, the music industry had to give it to people that they felt comfortable with. So they gave it to Marilyn Manson, who was a gimmick, and fucking all the Backstreet Boys were gimmicks, and all the fucking pretty girls, Britney Spears and the little pop girls were all gimmicks. What about Eminem? They he were came the out of that. Uh, he well, came Eminem out of that was the scene, one that dude. came out like getting fame by bashing all of them and bringing well, the Well, he came back. out at the same time. Like, his yeah, he career was like empty life. I think one of his things but, too, I mean, though, it was, was like, definitely he kind of tricked them. Where, like, he seemed like he was one Sorry, of those like, I think, I, I feel like he came and kind of came out then that way, kind of like what you're saying because he kind of tricked the industry. He came out like saying like, hey, my name is and he's got the blonde hair. And he's like, oh, this guy's funny. He's like a goof, like almost like a weird owl. Then you buy his album. It's like, dude, Jesus, he just fucking, I think he's pretty sure he just taped him killing his wife. On no, I mean, 100%, he only got MTV spins because he was white, as he's talked about before and even talks about in his own songs. <laughs> but there's 100% if he was just like a, dera- if he was a black kid from Detroit that had all that content, he would not have been the fucking number two MTV pop star behind Britney. It was 100% gimmick oriented because he was the white rapper and was mm-hmm. so different than, but there, and you're right, dude, he's in that list. He's obviously amazing, but, but even in general, Raucous Records was better than, there was just a lot of great music at the time, so I always yeah, had yeah, a yeah, personal yeah, yeah. grudge against Jay Lake and thought he was a douche. And then Janet Jackson getting her career ruined because he came out and ripped her fucking shirt off just doesn't make any sense, you know. So, but I don't think like, he has to apologize for it. Oh, he doesn't have to mean? apologize. Like, He's just he should be making like, dude, like you guys fucking should apologize. He was like, dude, I ripped this chick's tit out no, on TV, and like, his I fucking apology is just this a girl's calculated. And all of us, or not us, like the community of like us, were like, yeah, man, Janet Jackson and fuck Britney Spears. And he was yeah. just like, I got to say sorry for you guys. Yeah, like, yeah. you guys, like if anyone else sure. got a pass, we wouldn't be like, hey, don't give me a pass. You know no, what I mean? No. Like, this is just a calculated preemptive strike against anybody that <laughs> says anything. He's not really sorry. He doesn't give a shit. He's just like, a... no, he doesn't give a shit. He just doesn't want to be canceled. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? The only person, because they, a very, the whole ca- a very c- cunning move by Timberlake. There's a couple clips that, like, make yourself look good. From the whole. There's a couple of clips from the whole Britney Spears thing, too. One is, like, accused serial rapist Matt Lauer, like, giving her shit about cheating on Justin Timberlake. This 40-year-old man telling this 22-year-old girl, he's like, how, did you, how could you cheat yeah, on yeah. Justin? Like, what's wrong with you? And she's just like, dude, I think you're going to try and rape me after this. The other person that uh, didn't, that the like, only person from, like, back in that time that took the high ground, though, there's, like, another video that's getting a lot of circulation, is uh, Craig Ferguson. It was like during when he was hosting like the late show after yeah. Letterman and uh, everyone was doing the jokes about her like shaving her head and they're like, oh, like every late night host was like, this fucking chick's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. And he took the stand in the show where he was just like, wasn't going to do it. He's like, look, dude, today I'm 15 years sober. Like that fucking chick is obviously going through something. We're fucking shining all of our lights on her. And now we're oh, making great. fun of her because she's having a mental breakdown. He's like, we're not fucking doing it. He's like, I'm not making fun of her. Yeah, yeah. He's like, if anything, I want to reach out and like hope she gets sober and shit. And I was like, so he's the only yeah, one. People are like, and I loved Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy that he, I thought you were going to say that he's now just catching flack for making fun of her. Like everybody else did. I was about to fucking. No, no, no. Out. He was like the one person who was like, that's going to fucking okay. do it. 
<laughs> Leave it to a Scotsman to be able to relate to a fucking drug addict lunatic. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like the only one like visibly yeah, saw no, is like, sure. dude, you guys see this chick's having like a mental breakdown, right? Like, no, and I feel like we're you know pretty much the same age as Britney as well. You know what I mean? Like, uh, relatively speaking, anyway. So it definitely we were in our young twenties when she was in her young twenties, getting fucking mm-hmm. flack for all of that kind of stuff. And it was definitely a sentiment that everybody had that it was just like she was just acting like a regular girl in her age bracket and what you know or whatnot but you know what i mean if you're the fucking celebrity pop star and you want to fucking make all just like this chick from disney plus like she's making her money because she's advertising herself as a pop star to little girls you know what i mean she's the fucking child friendly christina aguilera was the slutty one and she was the more wholesome one and then she's the one that had the fucking drug you know you're gonna catch backlash for that you want to be the wholesome one you know eminem can do drugs (laughs) without catching backlash because he talks about it justin timberlake has to be nice and wholesome because that's what his little stupid gimmick is so it's you know she's just a victim of that you want to you want to cash all the checks you gotta fucking now live with the public backlash for it you know so but Mm -hmm. I, i mean she was acting like you know she was acting like a girl her age, and I feel everybody – people knew that at the time, and at least she's getting her day in the sun where people are feeling bad for her, but whoever saw that coming? Yeah, out? but there's a lot of stuff, too, because I told you she was, like, putting out, like, those videos that are, like, subliminal for help, but now that it turns out, too, that, like, her dad literally, like, owns, like, the legal rights to her life, kind of like Peterman owning Kramer's life is very similar to <laughs> is that like she's literally legally not allowed to like do anything without like his checkup yeah and it's this no i it's this whole crazy we've talked about this over the years this has come up where she's not allowed to watch like tv shows that her dad doesn't fucking let her watch and all this kind of stuff like yeah she lives yeah it's like a hostage fucking situation but at the same time she's also you know uh, at the time, at least, was dealing with mental health and drug issues or whatnot, and that is maybe like a hardline recovery stance as you kind of give the power to somebody else in your recovery process. So at the time, mm-hmm. I might have, you know, at the time it might have been a story that seemed more like she he was taking control of her life to make sure she got through her addiction problems and all that. And now if it's lingered for fucking five years or ten years, it gets to a point where it's too much, you know. So, But I don't know. I have not seen the documentary, so... Nor have it's I worth really, a watch. It's on again, Hulu. Nor have I like looked into any of the facts. So. But I will maybe check this yeah. one out, you know? Because does it have, does it have yeah. a lot of pictures of her being really hot when she was fucking 18 as well? Because Yeah, you, baby. Because <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with some... Uh... Oh, man. Liam. I was man, more man, of a Christina boom. fan, though. No, nah, I mean, she was... Yeah, not me. She had, beef, she had beef with Eminem, dude. My, uh, <laughs> my, my blonde tips wouldn't let me uh, root for Eminem. <laughs> I had to throw out all my Limp Biscuit albums after uh, Eminem went to war. Yeah, good call. I definitely all my had red to turn Yankee my, hats. Yeah, I definitely had to turn my uh, yeah, I had to turn but, uh, my Limp Biscuit CD in. And things that aren't getting canceled, things that are uh, just getting started, though. We got a couple TV news. Well, I guess the one TV show just ended. It was a miniseries, but. Uh, Liam and I watched a couple TV shows. We'll let you guys decide. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we play the what? old game of who watched what. Let's well, start watched... with the first one. The Stand had we just ended. The okay, now this CBS is the documentary about the uh, comedy club in Gramercy Park by the bar that we used to hang at. <laughs> this is a weird thing for a miniseries. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, Shout it's out actually. To the stand. Yeah. 
There's actually a miniseries based off the 1978 novel by Stephen King. Previously, it had already been made into a TV miniseries in the 90s with uh, Gary Sinise, Molly Ringwald. Uh, Killer cast. I think that's about Sinise it. I think Kathy Bates, had a, Kathy Bates had a cameo in it. Okay, I see. This one's uh, cast now. It was supposed to be a movie at first that Ben Affleck was going to direct. It was almost going to be like a two-part, but then Ben Affleck had his own mental breakdown. But uh, <laughs> double standard, we're all allowed to make fun of him. Yeah, How do you like those apples, Ben? You fucking alcoholic. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, this one's cast. It ended up getting turned into a TV movie. This is like a book movie. that's being famous for being super long as well. So is it like a better it's miniseries because long. it's really long? Correct. Too long Correct. for a movie? It's a nine-episode miniseries. Yeah, dude. I actually read – when I read it, I read the unabridged version. So even had like Jesus. the 400 like edited out pages and then, you know, reading it too, when you get like the two chapters about like the guy's dog, uh, the guys at the end of the chapter, you're like, Oh, I guarantee you that was probably one of the things that got edited out of the book because it was pointless. <laughs> but, uh, the cast in this one was Alexander Skarsgård, James Martin, uh, Amber Heard, Greg Kinnear, Whoopi Goldberg as mother Abigail. And then a hilarious or an unintentionally hilarious kind of little part as Trash Can Man by Ezra Miller. You know him as the Flash in the DC okay, movies, nice, but nice. it was uh, so ridiculous. And I'll put it this way, man. Like, they did the story right. They didn't do it like the book. They didn't start from beginning and end at end. So they would do, like, a lot of uh, flashbacks and kind of forwards. Like, we kind of start in the middle, and they would kind of do flashbacks, like how it got there. And they did a pretty good job with uh, staying true to the novels. But some stuff doesn't need to say so true the novels. It just doesn't play out as well on screen. Like some of it's just really goofy when you come down to it. And it's just really okay, the characters they were just had like no doing heart. it for the sake of trying to recreate it from the novel. One of those exactly. things they're just throwing you the bone from the Like there was one thing that's so ridiculous that happened, like this little lightning ball comes down and like starts like killing people with electricity and it was just so cheesy. And I was like, dude, was that in the book? And then like looked at I had to like relook it up and sure enough, there's this whole thing where, like the finger of God comes down and like kills people and i was just like see that didn't really need to yeah, be yeah. this like just it was just so the... dumb but it was good enough like i read the book so again it's one of those things where like, it's like cool to see the characters and things this really had no heart is what it seemed like it was just and i think another reason people watched it because the whole plot of the thing is that like a disease breaks yeah out i was gonna say i mean it's very like dies. pandemic related you know what i mean and it was like uh and uh, it's like one of those where my first question is, was this uh, was the production from before? Like, was this, you know, supposed to come out in last February and, or supposed think, to come out last March? And they were like, you know, well, let's put this on hold. I think or, this is ironically one of those things that got like pushed back because of the coronavirus. Interesting. Like, so it was like all ready halted. to go, and because uh, uh, I mean, talk about like you know, and, and uh, from what I t- from what I understand, it's not exactly like the pandemic, but I mean, it's a whole miniseries about fucking ninety percent uh, of the population getting wiped out by a disease. So it's definitely hits but that's home really in a time like, like this. It's, and that really is like just the beginning of the story. Like that's just like the rest of the book is then about like the two percent that are left and then it turns into like a good versus evil kind of supernatural Stephen King. Like a walking dead-ish kind of thing? More so kind of but it's just like the one guy that's leading the bad people are like straight up like is like straight up the devil. He's just like I'm on earth now but he's cool and then the other lady who like like brings all the good people together pretty much is just like has the shining 
and like just tells them all to like okay, come safe. and like hang out in Colorado. It's very much Colorado <laughs> versus Vegas. Either one, weed's legal. So, but uh, it's, it's a great book, dude. Like the books, like so you'd recommend the book. Now, did you watch the TV series from the nineties? Can we cross reference? I did. How, how, I did. How I actually like have the DVD. Very cheesy, the nineties one, but like kind of like fucking like entertainingly cheesy like the 90s one is kind of like the it miniseries from the 90s you we'll know what it. i mean just back when like they would do like stephen king like once every three months like cbs would be like yeah. we turned this stephen king book into a miniseries like <laughs> fuck yeah Let's i mean see. back in the day like mini uh miniseries like that were basically equivalent to like some idiot making something on their youtube channel these days you know what i mean that was like the <laughs> 90s of. equivalent to like a youtube web series like all right let's fucking put uh, so somebody made it we might as well show it you know we'll put it on fucking we'll throw it on uh, <laughs> throw it on a wednesday you're not wrong. So, I mean, if I was giving it a Netflix and chat review, because the series just wrapped up, here's another big complaint, which might affect my review, is uh, I waited till all but, like, the last episode was out because I didn't want to buy CBS All Access. So I did the old, because they put out all nine episodes, like, week to week. So I waited, and then I just was going to binge it in a week. And I did, and then I forgot to cancel after a week. So now oh. I have goddamn CBS All Access That's for one more month for $10. That's yeah, how they get you. <laughs> what else do you get for your CBS All Access? A lot of shit on there, dude. There's actually like a lot of shit on there. And I was talking to AH about it and I was just like, dude, should we keep this? Like, there's like all the old MTV Unplugs are on there. You know what it is? It's what CBS All Access is Paramount Plus. Is turning to Paramount Plus. Okay, for so the Super Bowl and Butthead ads. commercials. For the, for yeah. the infamous so Beavis and Butthead is on there. Yeah, it's okay, on there. Epic. All the Beavis and Buttheads are on there. All right, well, I, uh, am, I getting, am I getting CBS All Access? All now? the old Are You Afraid of the Darks is on there, dude. Wow. The, uh, the uh, Jordan Peele um, uh, Twilight Zone 2 series are on there. So, eh. dude, I got it for uh, a month. I'll give you... Off mic, I'll give you the uh, all my info, and I'll let you use it for a month. If you want to watch some, uh, dude, <laughs> the Pro Jam unplugged. I mean, fuck yeah, Pro Jam unplugged, pretty good. Dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. But uh, okay, that's interesting. I mean, I guess uh, I w- was going to bring up in our next story Peacock streaming service, which is apparently free, which it is free for NBC. But then uh, with the Young Rock, which I guess is as well on Hulu, I just saw today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess that's bringing up our other show that uh, we watched. But of course, Young Rock just premiered on uh, NBC. <laughs> I'll take this one, buddy. Uh... <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> and, if, and if you guessed that Devin watched The Stand and I watched The Young Rock, you were right. You win, you win the game. Of the, Actually, uh, twist. You were wrong. Watch, which... Liam watched The Stand. <laughs> well, Devin did watch Young Rock, too. But I guess... I, I had my dates wrong because I hilariously thanked Devin that we had to talk about Young Rock on our Geeked Up episode <laughs> because they had just started casting. And then Devin informed me that it was indeed premiering that night. So <laughs> That was – I mean, so you, you weren't wrong. The casting <laughs> <Yeah>. went well. <laughs> exactly. So, but uh, we both watched. I loved it. Best show ever. I think my exact quote to, to Devin was, it was like Seinfeld, only better, was my official review of The Young Rock. However, I don't know if you're going to feel the same if you're not like a diehard wrestling fan slash Giants fan that loved Jesse Armstead. So we're super happy that fucking Jesse Armstead from the 90s Giants and Andre the Giant <laughs> were both in the first episode. Other than that... Yeah, I thought you'd be more Jesse happy about love, The Iron Sheik. Yeah, The Iron Sheik, too, and other... Because he's come up a lot on this show. As being the uh, originator of uh, uh, Jabroni, 
the term jabroni, which, of course, The Rock gets credit for by bringing everybody, you know, uh, by bringing it to the mainstream. However, that's a very famous Iron Sheik term, jabroni. But, uh, yeah, so now, very you fun think, um... in that, like, nostalgic way. Pretty shitty sitcom, I'd say. Not worth anybody's time to, like, actually watch, unless you are a big wrestling fan, in which case you're watching anyway. But, uh... You know. Now, do you think that's why uh, the Iron Sheik is in Young Rock when Young Rock is a kid? So he's like going to give him – is there going to be the very special jabroni episode <laughs> where he's going to be like, do you mind if I uh, take that? <laughs> I mean, I guarantee you that comes up for sure. But, I mean, I feel that – and, then, like, as well, like, I uh, uh, when I heard about the casting, like, I brought up to you. But I've heard, I think, like, Macho Man's going to be in it later in the year, Hogan. So I just think it's, like, one of the fun parts about the show. Basically, they alternate timelines – from mm-hmm. uh, uh, 2032, in which Rock is the president, and he's doing running an interview. Running for president. Uh, running for he's president. running for president. Running for president, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, well, I'm assuming he wins. But, uh, and he's looking back on his life, so then it cuts to various time periods. And I think that looks like what the show is going to be, just taking cutting but, dude, place to different time periods. So I think the just whole Just to point... jump on that, dude, why? Why <laughs> does there have to be, like, the background of the yeah, show is a no. 2032 presidential interview? Yeah, sure. Like, dude, because I, 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 my other point is, dude, like, this is clearly, like, it all started with everybody loves Chris, right? Everybody hates Chris. The Chris Rock yeah, prequel yeah, story. Yeah, for sure. And then there was, um, now there's young Sheldon. Yeah. And, like, which I think I'm shocked that CBS isn't suing NBC for Young Rock. Like, <laughs> sorry, Rock, pick a different title. Yeah, like, I know. Can it wasn't called with a... Young. Yeah, can... everybody hates Rock was already taken. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> Or, like, couldn't the Young Chris Rock show have been called Young Rock? Yeah. It's already been out. Yeah, that's another. But, yeah, no, you're <laughs> you know? right. I did not like that presentation at all. It does not make me feel like it has any staying power as, like, a 10 year no. sitcom. Like, it, it came across <laughs> yeah, like it was, like, a one-episode special. Like, all right, they cut to different timelines. That was fun. But, like, how are they – like, where's the staying power in this? Unless they eventually stick with a time period. You know what I mean? But if they're bouncing around back and forth, I feel like most of the funny, good stories are going to be when uh, playing in the juxtaposition of a little kid dealing with, like – fucking crazy professional wrestlers from the fucking 1970s and 80s. Plus, dude, isn't there better wrestlers we can do younger? I want to see young Stone Cold and, like, the trailer park he lived in. Or, or better yet, I want to see fucking young Doink. Like, just a little clown, mischievous clown. You know, dude, I, think I, might have just, I think I might have from... just came up with a uh, new game time. Yes. Oh, that are is doing, a definite. Uh, are we doing our a young blind analyze games? on wrestlers' origins? Okay, this could be a perfect. I'm gonna get Goots on the horn for help with this one, but I mean, I guess as well we should talk about uh, on another episode. But the whole Hogan Netflix movie coming out with Chris Helmsworth, like the Hogan biopic. Mm. But uh, so I guess that's the, not as much of a prequel, but like a full-on biopic going on. But honestly, dude, I don't think there is a better character to pick than The Rock, based. On on the fact that he grew up in the business so you have these clips of him being a kid dealing with Andre mm-hmm. the Giant and all like that's really going to be the main his old man yeah like you said his old man was a wrestler but that was the thing his as well that I texted you about and I wanted to pop this on you I even gave you a tease when we talked and I kind of lied <laughs> to you but uh, 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 and I even sent you a text before about one of the interesting things about making a show like a family friendly show about the Rock's childhood is the Rock's dad is known to be one of the biggest fucking 
fucking scumbags in wrestling. And I told Devin when he asked why that, oh, just because he's a wrestler, you know, and they're all degenerates. Mm -hmm. But Rock's dad was actually charged with rape of a teenager in the late 80s (laughs) and was like a fucking huge alcoholic. And then in the 2000s was again got in trouble for like lewd comments to a minor and sexual harassing co-workers and all. But he's been like a known, he's like fleeced all sorts of people on promotional deals and like stuck up promoters and done all sorts of like terrible business. Like he's just like a known as a lot of wrestlers are. It's like a huge part of like, especially this era of wrestlers, the 70s, 80s, there was no corporate structure. It's all, they're basically carnival acts. They're traveling carnies for independent promotions. Okay. Dude, that's a bold move. For the Rock to make his dad like one of the central characters. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Like, how are they going to portray him <laughs> like, as this? Because him and his dad, like when the Rock was coming to prominence, everybody knew that his dad was a famous wrestler. His dad was the, one of the first black mm-hmm. tag team champions, and like a you know his grandpa was a wrestler, his dad was a wrestler. So everybody knew that about the Rock. However, the Rock during his main fame in the nineties did not talk to his dad, and they never were like in the WWF as like a father son tandem. Yeah, because sure, the Rock sure, sure. did not get along with them after he got charged with rape. Like in the late 80s or whatever his rock was like kind of you know removed himself from his dad throughout his professional wrestling career it was like yes i'm the son of a wrestling legend but he was not like fucking you know the uh, uh the world's greatest dad kind of son f- parental figure you know what i'm saying because of the rock's shady past but uh, i'm wondering how deep this show is going to get into it dude yeah, they're gonna be they did present like, him as, like, kind of a sitcom-esque, lovable, creepy scumbag. You know, like, sleazy drunk, but, mm-hmm. uh, like, a sitcom lovable fashion. But uh, maybe they, there will, I'm sure, be a, on, on a very special episode of The Young Rock. <laughs> the Rock's dad rapes a 17-year-old, and a young Rocky has to deal with it. But Young Rock, dude. But I, I want mean... to get into something else, though, dude. And this is another big bombshell that I've wanted to, to break on you for the show. Because there's another... Another great story going around in the wrestling world right now, and again in the not even in the mainstream wrestling world, but in like the old school territory era wrestlers of guys that didn't even make it to the WWF because they were famous okay. before that was even a thing, pretty much. Okay, but how about this for a great story that's going on in the wrestling world? And I feel like kind of came to its great climax this week, but as well crossing over into major political relevancy and mainstream relevancy. But you know this. Uh, a Lauren Boebert chick, the congresswoman yeah. from Colorado, the gun-loving chick. She brings her gun onto Capitol Hill and all that kind of stuff. She's mm-hmm. super pro- Okay, apparently it's a, a big story has come out that Lauren Boebert, okay, her mother for her for Lauren Boebert's entire life has been claiming that Lauren Boebert is the illegitimate daughter of this uh, like C-list professional wrestler named Stan Lane <laughs> from Florida. I guess Lauren Boebert is from Florida and has moved to Colorado to like gain her start a political career but she's originally from florida and her mom for her whole life has claimed that she's the illegitimate daughter of this hilarious fucking bad professional wrestler <laughs> and bobert has like refused to acknowledge it in public comments does not like uh, uh sh- you know uh skirts away from direct questions about her father apparently they have like because it's become this huge story of whether or not stan lane is her father they've, they've been like doing the digging up and they did come up with the legal records of stan i'm lane. guessing stan lane is dead 
dead, right? No, no, he's still alive and apparently like okay. liberal. And like a lot of wrestlers you'd figure might be like all for Bubbert, but he's apparently like like a, a big liberal and he's come out with uh, uh, releasing his paternity test that he took in the late 80s, uh, 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 p- uh, took a paternity <laughs> test and Lauren Bubbert's mom had to officially drop her legal claim, however, has continued on with the lie for her entire life that this guy is her father, even though she took a even though he took a paternity test and was proven not to be okay but as well in the story it's come out that lauren so Bobert, he's not he is uh, proven to be not the father but the <laughs> mother has lied for it like has kept this whole thing going probably out of shame that she has no idea who lauren Bobert's father is so she just like hasn't changed her story that it's a professional wrestler has nobody gotten maury on the line Yes, well, somebody did in the '90s, and he fucking took the test, and he came out clean. Oh, yeah. like, that's the whole point, you know. And it's as Dude, well out, as they've done more digging stuff. that she has as well has two birthdays on record. Okay, uh, uh, so it's just like basically coming out that she's just a hilarious like fucking Florida white trash, and uh, no judgment. However, you know, it's uh, uh, just kind of coming into the direct. Uh, coming in head on with the hilarious world of professional wrestling. So, Dude, a story a that I had to bring to the Geeked Up podcast, I felt. What a ridiculous claim to fame, by the way, if you're going to pick somebody. Yeah, uh, no, seriously. The... <laughs> I mean, she she's just like sticking with her story from back in the day, though. This isn't like she picked out like a wrestler that she was like yeah, whimsically no, no, no. hoping. It was like she <laughs> fucked Stan Lane at some point and got pregnant, figured it was her baby, stuck. And then like when she found out, she was like, "Oh fuck, dude, I don't know who this fucking, I don't know who this chick's dad is." Ah, I'm sticking with the whole Stan Lane story, but so kind of heartbreaking news because she would have been now like my leading political uh, uh, fr- favorite <laughs> president if she was indeed the Ill- illegitimate daughter of Stan lane but a great like couple of weeks in the professional wrestling circuit trying to get to the bottom of whether or not lauren bobert was uh, is the uh, illegitimate daughter of stan lane however it does pretty much confirm lauren bobert fucking white trash from florida with two birthdays on record so i'm sure the the obama birthers wouldn't uh wouldn't approve of that so well, I hope there's some kind of timeline or some kind of mention of that in the uh, Young Rock episode. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Somehow that's gonna, the libtards are going to make sure that gets cut, I feel. <laughs> but uh, enough about this TV and Young Rocks and hilarious political not-fathers-in-the-wrestling world. But we got some movie news for you, too. And I think well, we've got a couple, actually, a couple hilarious stories. But uh, I think the funniest story is somehow... Bam Margera got fired from Jackass 4 for, <laughs> believe it or not, being too fucked up. Turns out there yeah, is a line, which is, uh... and Bam Margera is it. <laughs> I mean, is, big, uh, we've talked about him on recent episodes because we were talking about yeah. his uncle Vito. So, like, he must have come up some for some reason recently. But I think yeah, there was. I was going to go to a party in Orlando, and Uncle Vito was at. No, 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 but like, I think we it got we got we started talking about that because of Bam and his sobriety. Well, I think because he was on. I Doctor think we were Phil, talking about uh, he had come up. all the movies that got pushed back because of COVID, and Jackass oh, okay, Four baby. was one of them. Okay, and, that was and then we. Uh, got I think the past rip. shows anyway, like in in recent, you know, over the years, we've chronicled Bam's appearances on Doctor Phil and fights with sobriety and whatnot. But I yeah, guess yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a bummer him getting kicked off of the Jackass Boy, uh, getting kicked off of the Jackass Four, because really the only thing that Bam Margera had going in his life was a potential fourth Jackass movie. <laughs> so bummer yeah, for him I to did. get. Although from my standpoint, we've talked. Too, be- 
Go, go ahead. Well, because he is like one of the creators of it. You know what I mean? Like they, he came from like the CKY videos. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And then like the other guys came from uh, the magazine. I forget what the magazine was called. That Jeff Tremaine like was yeah. an editor on. But like he brought like no, for sure. the he CKY was really guys. one of the main brainchilds behind the whole thing. I always like to joke mm-hmm. about how he was my the least favorite of my jackass boys, and I was gonna joke that like thank God he's fired from this one because that's more camera time for Steve-O. However, yeah, you're definitely right. <laughs> you're definitely right in terms of being one of the true masterminds behind the whole operation. And again, I'm just being a little stupid skater punk kid as a kid, dude. Like he was always coming to my fairs because Bam was actually a professional skater. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did have a Bam on character at one point. Nice, <laughs> nice. I mean, I liked Bam on Jackass. I just more didn't like him with uh, fucking Bam, my, my house Bam or whatever his show Bam's. Yeah, world or whatever like the show. putting alligators in his kitchen and yeah, fucking like his the show. Parents. And honestly, just compared to Jackass and Wild Boys, it was just such a distant third that it was tough to fucking like. You know what I mean? Stick with it, but yeah, no. Wild Boys definitely outshone Viva La Bam, except Bam, for Uncle Vito. Except for Uncle Vito, of course, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, can we confirm? Because we were given a little bit of a rundown, but under the last episode. But I mean, so who who is left for this jackass for? Obviously, Knoxville and Steve-O, which is pretty much all you need. But we've definitely lost Ryan Dunn, and now well, to- I think all the CKY guys are gone. Like Bam, Ryan Dunn, obviously, and then there was the other guy, Brandon something, who would be like, "All right, watch right now." He quit during like Jackass Three because he said he found Knoxville. Like him and Knoxville didn't get along. Okay, I see. So all the CKY guys are gone. Interesting. And well, it's, uh, and Ryan Dunn was an RIP as well, right? Ryan Dunn's an RIP. Okay. Yeah, and then do we have any other RIPs though? I think we kind of, uh, uh, kind of just like presumed that the fat guy Preston is dead. I, I don't know if like. Yeah, but I think he's alive. Is he alive? Okay, because I thought that. I think I, so. And how about Wee Man? Can we confirm? Wee, Wee Man's Man? still kicking. He's still kicking. Okay, cool. You so, should see him now. He's like he's all grown up. He's like five eleven. <laughs> <laughs> he really shut up the. Uh... Okay, because I mean, yeah. as long as we got the fat dude and Wee Man with Knoxville and Steve O, everything's going good. You know, like mm-hmm. that's enough. That's a good. Uh, that's a Hall of Fame team right there. Bargera said that he's going to sue them if they uh, do any of like his ideas, like in the film, or like his any of his like jokes or like okay, pranks or whatever. And it was just like, dude, you can't really run the market. There's only so many things you can do with shoving things up your ass and breaking one of your bones. Like, I, know, I don't think you can really claim like that was your idea. We're gonna shoot if, a if Knoxville puts ass. a skate park in his mom's house, we'll know that it was your. <laughs> but we'll, you'll win the lawsuit, Bam. All right. <laughs> but very true, very true. You guys see, Knoxville is the only one that kind of like made a career for himself too. Like. Slightly, I mean, like uh, when he's the only one that's been like to differ movies. with Steve O's touring uh, comedy career selling true, out the true, world. True, true, true. No, 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 you're 100 percent right though. In terms of like a mainstream success story, Knoxville, Knoxville can like get. But you to- are right, dude. The Steve O does sell out like quote unquote comedy shows, which they're such bullshit, dude. Like it's such like uh, just one of those things. Like as someone that's done comedy, like yourself. It always annoys me when, like, failed celebrity was like, I do comedy now. It's like, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. And all his shit is is this, like, and this one time on Jackass, dude, like, I took an IV of Jack Daniels. And then he'll, like, do a prank. He's like, now watch me flip off this ladder. Exactly, yeah, and he, like, like jumps through a table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's That's the like, one dude. thing that I'll give it to, give, that I'll give him credit for, where it's not, like, an, an RIP to Screech, but it's not, like, <laughs> Screech's hilarious comedy career.
here, or like a lot of professional wrestlers do it uh, uh, now. Mm-hmm. Like Roddy Piper does comedy, or like, Man- yeah, like yeah, Mick yeah. Foley, like Mankind. But he was doing it like a, a traveling thing where he would tell stories about wrestling. So it's not him trying to be a comic like Roddy Piper's doing. And Sivo, at least if you're going to he see was him, more of a uh, Colin see- Quinn. He was doing a one man show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna my political take. I'm gonna riff on the, uh, the throws of the government here, Steve Owen style. No, but at least like if you saw Steve O, he was gonna like funnel something with his asshole and then light himself yeah, yeah, on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, right. as as a comic, I, I can fucking compete with that. You know, like we got different markets <laughs> we're working on. You know what I mean? I can't. We're reaching I different crowds with this one, but you know. So, but I hear what you're saying. No, it's very true. It's very true. Still going to see Jackass 4, bam or not. So, Oh, yeah, I'm going to see it, dude. It's one of those things, too, and we've talked about this before also, that, like, I'll think about Jackass sometimes, or I try to defend it to AH, and, like, she might sway me. She's like, dude, it's just dumb. It's a bunch of guys just hurting themselves. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. It is pretty fucking stupid. And then I'll, like, watch one of the old ones and be like, no, you're fucking dead wrong. This is the funniest shit, like, in the world. I mean, this is a classic (laughs) case of you, you guys are both right. I mean, it's yeah, it couldn't yeah, be yeah, more yeah, stupid, yeah. but it couldn't be more hilarious at the same time. But dude, there's something about it. they just oh, dude, it's so goddamn. Well, I mean, funny, we like man. to act like we're highbrow in this culture, but literally, there's nothing funnier <laughs> in the world than somebody getting hit in the balls with a football. And this isn't like this entire show; they've created a fucking montage or, reel of people getting hit in the balls with footballs, so to speak. Or you know fucking I mean? with people too, because a lot of their things in like yes, uh, or in their that, beginnings was like real time pranks where they For would sure. like fuck with people on the street, which honestly dude they owe some kind of commission to tom green because like i think he like, absolutely yeah, yeah. for like real-time pranking people on the street walking around like a dead cat be like, my cat is sick no but you're right but, dude. Uh, the, where they when, when they when they put the baby carriage on their fucking uh the hood of their car <laughs> and they yeah, start doing dude. burnouts like all over the place <laughs> with like, like there's nothing funnier in the world man or fucking was it from the movie where knoxville uh, was testing a, yeah i mean uh, it was uh yeah you know so uh, genius it's i take so back good, i take dude. back my words about the <laughs> yeah one dude knoxville just like an old man ah doesn't shop, know what the fuck she's talking about yeah uh, couldn't be just the greatest shit in the world yeah no for sure <laughs> yeah with the fake playing basketball with a fake boner. I mean, come on, this is this is highbrow <laughs> yeah. shit here, people. If you don't, if if you can't get the joke of this, there's. Yeah, I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, it's so funny. I guess another hilarious news because this is one that I mean, years ago we made fun of so hard. I think it might have been like our second year on, but it was uh, when we first got glimpses of the Jared Leto as Joker years ago. Oh boy, did we have a laugh! I think we. Uh, <laughs> described him as the kid in high school that would like sit underneath the stairs and be like, you're a nerd, Jared. Like, call me Joker. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Goth so now we Joker. Talk- I think I called him Mark from Home Improvement Joker. <laughs> yes. older, older years of Mark from Home Improvement Joker. But... And we kind of got it wrong, too, because in the Justice League, I mean, we didn't get it wrong, but in the, or in the Suicide Squad, he ended up, like, having, like, a grill and tattoos on his face, and he was more of, like, a, uh, yo, what's up, I'm joking. Like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on here? Now, with uh, the Justice League uh, Snyder Cut coming out, which has been, like, now said it's not going to be a series, it's just going to be a four-hour fucking movie, and they've done reshoots, but Zack Snyder brought Jared, Loder, Jared Leto back, sorry, uh, for a Joker cameo in this, and it's uh, very hilarious looking. The trailers come out, so we've got to see it in real time. But I sent some of the pictures in black and white to Liam, too, before this. And they're just 
It's like he's got long hair now. The tattoos are gone. He's wearing like lipstick all over his face. <laughs> yeah. Kind of looks more traditional Joker, but also even looks ten times more uh, Mark from Home Improvement yeah, Joker, more where he just looks tortured, like tortured, gothy, soul God. kind of Joker. And he looks it's to like be you're a, gonna find out he years later like that in it, a mental institution. So he's wearing like a fucking uh, robe kind of thing, as opposed to the you know regular purple suit however he does yes. have the more traditional face paint without the face tats or whatever mm-hmm. but uh definitely pretty douchey and again just very i just uh, the more and more we see from the schneider cut i feel the less and less uh, excited i am for it you know what i mean like the worse and worse i feel that it gets i don't know what you mean i'm the opposite <laughs> admittedly dude i've actually for a four-hour like, movie with fucking this guy i kind of that man the- i've actually i've rewatched man of steel and batman vs superman over like this last week just okay, kind of bringing myself back up for this snyder cut justice league dude and I got to say, man, like Man of Steel, I've always went to bat for. I always thought it was a good movie. Yes, yeah, so I like it as well. now I've kind of got, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm just like having myself up for uh, the Snyder Cut, but I've kind of sold myself on Batman vs. Superman to really? Dawn of Justice. That's a good yeah. move. I might need to do the same thing, dude. Is uh, Would that pretty much adequately catch you up for the Schneider Cut in the timeline? Or... For sure, yeah. Well, you could you could watch Suicide Squad also. Yeah, of course. David Ayer to Suicide too, Squad. Because they kind of talk about uh, Superman being dead. But other than that, then it brings you right up to uh, yeah, Justice Yeah, League. yeah, for sure. Oh, that's a good call. That's, uh, a, that's a good geeked marathon for the people, for the geeks. It is. But, um... And uh, I didn't hate... But, I mean, I... It's kind of like the second time I watched uh, The Last Jedi, where I got left the theaters with you and uh, AD, and I was just like, I think I pretended to stay face around you guys. You're like, what'd you think? And I was like, hey, it was great in Star Wars. And then like, I got the train. I was like, that was the fucking worst fucking Star Wars <laughs> thing ever, dude. I just didn't want to admit it. But then again, again, under rewatch, I'm just kind of like taking away the things that like, I didn't like about it and just looking at it as a movie. I was like, all right, dude, like, I don't hate this so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. It's that like, is a good call, man. You part. always have to give it a second watch. You know what I mean? Especially when you're at mm-hmm. the theater. It's a, a different experience. You know what I mean? It's just uh, you might not take it. And but... there's a lot to be said of watching a long movie in the theaters. Like I think Batman vs Superman was like three hours fifteen in the theaters. Any movie after two hours, I'm just fidgety. I want to fucking smoke a joint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in order to get to the take a piss and don't want to sure. miss anything. In order to go, go to the, the movies, you get super high beforehand, so you're fucking like, just a different whole mind frame. Yeah, exactly. Can't like, tell uh, any Star Wars movies I've fallen asleep at. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight showing and smoking a blunt? Forget it. But uh, I'd say that ultimately, though, in terms of just just this Pacific Joker looks a lot better than the Jared Leto Joker. You know, the traditional Jared Leto But it Joker. is Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah like the uh, traditional, you know, the, the uh, last Jared Leto Joker, I should say. However, definitely still a far cry from, like, a respectable, cool-looking Joker. So like a we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I guess, too, then in other unintentionally hilarious news and kind of, you know, making fun of Disney Plus a little bit, but the uh, the long-awaited trailer for uh, another prequel movie, Cruella, has just dropped. Where Emma Stone is playing <laughs> Cruella Deville, but not with the adorable Dalmatians and dogs. You know yeah. what I mean? Now she's it's playing the voice in a cutesy cartoon. You mean or uh... nope? A goddamn live action, like 
it's just so random. But it's just because, like, dude, a, you like you said, trailer, like a dark and deranged, like a Scorsese-inspired Cruella DeVille. You know what dude, I mean? it was very like much it like... it really made you feel... It, sorry, it looked ahead. like the trailer for the Walking Phoenix uh, Joker movie. Yeah, the Todd Phillips like, Joker, the very 100%. Like the piano's playing all hard, and she's like, "I'm Cruella." <laughs> For sure. And this is like, dude, is this they a failed SNL trying sketch? Trying to uh, uh, jock off the fame of the or jock off the popularity of the Todd Phillips Joker from last year, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, or whatever. Which was like, like an hey, Oscar Disney, winning. Know movie. your audience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's seriously. not like. This fucking summer, the R-rated Especially Cruella for DeVille. a Cruella DeVille movie. It's not even like a Disney <laughs> yeah, movie where just... older people like me and you might even fucking watch and give it the... Uh, which I feel is the biggest problem with it from the trailer standpoint is that it is a Disney Plus affiliated movie. Because if it was just like <laughs> a like a, a you know random independent movie where they were just taking on the character of Cruella DeVille but they were going to give her some fucking dark, twisted backstory, all right, you could see it actually being like dark and twisted and maybe cool <laughs> and unique. Since it is a Disney Plus disney movie you know it's not gonna be actually dark yeah. enough to like uh, uh make any adult or any guy like me and you fucking be able to enjoy yeah. it no so i want to go to this movie and movie watch her sure. i want to go to this movie and watch her skin a fucking dog and make a coat out of it for real like <laughs> if it was something dark, like that like a really dark disturbed cruella Deville. That could actually have a little bit of play, you know what I mean? And uh, if she was doing shit like yeah. that, if it was like fucking uh, her team, it was like if like her right hand man was Michael Vick. And they were I doing like... know, dude, I was about <laughs> to say that. Like, let me call my friend Michael yeah. Vick. I think every podcast host in the world is trying to get a Mike Vick joke in there. But uh, <laughs> but you know, no, for real. Like, if it if it was like a dark, disturbed kind of movie like that, you know what I mean? All right, like I'd go, I'd I'd sacrifice the being a thirty, uh, being a forty year old man, seeing a Cruella Deville movie. If it was going to be like a dark, disturbed twist on it. But, uh, you know, a Disney plus Cruella DeVille movie, I don't care if it's going to have a dark presentation. It's not going to be dark enough for me. Just, you, know? you can have fun at these movies. I once got thrown out of one of the Harry Potter movies once because we just snuck a bunch of whiskey in and went on like a Saturday matinee show. <laughs> it was like me, Sean G, and like two other friends. And we got kicked out for just like being drunk and like making fun of the movie, surrounded by like eight-year-olds. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, that's uh, got to be a high point know, of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a high point of the movie going experience. Oh, I was gonna say a high point of my Florida career. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's better Florida moments, but I don't think I've ever been kicked out of a movie theater. To be honest, out of all the things that actually one time I was, but it was literally for the funniest one of the funniest reasons ever. I literally farted really, really loud in the middle of Romeo and Juliet, like a packed like Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. I let out an epic fucking gasser and like literally got tossed a couple minutes later. But... How did you get tossed? Like you can't <laughs> fart in here. Well, because like you, we were like we were obviously like mo- like mocking and making fun of. The- that was probably the culmination of what got me thrown out. There was probably a couple <laughs> other heckles in there, but my greatest well, dude, heckle of I- the movie was just like a lifting up a cheek and just blowing out like a <gasps> just like a huge fucking gasser. Dude, one of my favorite stories of yours, and we're just kind of kind of like go down this rabbit hole real quick. But for telling theater stories, but I think it was what you were to go see like. Just a second Jurassic Park movie. 
and was just making up what happens oh, next yes. and the guy in front of you like went bonkers dude. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i was doing fake like, spoilers about how like at the end the uh, island gets bombed and like more dinosaurs from outer space show up and the guy <laughs> turned around like hey asshole someone's haven't seen it fucking <laughs> like stormed out of the theater and, like refunded his tickets <laughs> dude again i hope to this day this guy's never seen watching yes. rich that movie like just always thinks it ends on like a dinosaur alien invasion like fucking transformers or something yeah it yeah. is that is like equal to like it's too bad you didn't have a camera or something because like that speaking of jackass and everything that's a great like real-time prank yeah that is a good it's just to prank. go Show to a movie like, star wars line and give fake spoilers yeah Go to like an Avengers movie and be like, dude, it just fake spoilers, dude. Amazing. <laughs> Especially if you just get lucky enough to like nail it, like throw the hit the dart. And you're like, oh shit, that really did happen, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, like you said, you uh, really want the get for the guy walking out knowing that it wasn't the movie, knowing that his experience had been ruined. It's the whole time he's like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And now, of course, an alien's going to show up. And then when it doesn't show up after the movie, he's like, fuck, dude. Like, I spent the whole movie. Now we got to see it again because I spent the whole movie fucking angry an alien was going to show up. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a good one. It was a good one. I think if we ever do that prank again, it should be for uh, uh, this movie when it comes out. And of course, as of today, recording this, uh, the trailer for Mortal Kombat finally dropped today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. The Mortal Kombat the, nobody the, knew was coming. You know what? Has dude? the video game had like a resurgence of popularity and one of the newer video game systems? Is it like. They're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're making like new editions uh, of Mortal Kombat. People okay, still cool. play it. They still like do like dope character drops. Like in one of the new Mortal Kombats, you can literally play. Like one of the DLCs was you could download a Rambo character. And you could also download a Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator character. Okay, nice. Then you can literally make them fight, and they have like dialogue. He's like, "Oh, so you're the '80s movie star?" He's like, "Oh, I thought you were." Okay, and then they fight. Nice. You can fight them. Wow. So like, How far they've they come since uh, Michael Keaton popping up and saying uh, "Toasty" or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was michael keaton wasn't it uh <laughs> definitely not dude. it was definitely like one of the, like the game developers dude but yeah i forgot it was like it looked like michael yeah yeah as a kid i always thought it was michael keaton toasty oh man that was one of the sega bonuses right like you, yes, it, it yes, did yes, not yes, come yes. on on snes as well as you I could not you get punched that, into yeah. the pit of spikes on snes nothing with blood or fatalities on snes yeah yeah fucking bullshit dude I'm but, um, kid. Dude, I'm going to say, like, this one, dude, I kind of like what they're doing. So I'll give you a little background on this, too. Years ago, and I mean, like, nine, ten years ago, this guy made, like, a fake trailer, but it was, like, literally, like, a five-minute fake trailer and got, like, some real actors to be in it, and he made this fake, like, real-life Mortal Kombat movie where, like, two of the guys were detectives, and they were, like, kind of doing stuff in real life, and then, like, different Mortal Kombat characters would come up. And I think they paid that guy off for, like, his script he wrote, like, this amateur okay, wow. movie. And that's what this is kind of based off of. Nice. And that's what it kind of looks like this movie is they kind of, like, make it look somewhat, like, legit. Not like the old 90s movies where they were just, like, straight up basing it off the video yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know, man. Which is my biggest dope. problem with it, I feel, honestly. I have written down that it does not look cartoony enough. 
and like uh, uh, you know video game inspired enough. They're trying to make it too real because I did like the cheesy movie, but as well, I'm kind of drawing a little bit of a blank. Like the movie obviously had like a tournament fighter storyline, yeah. right? They but had was, a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah, because that is kind of a weird like a uh, uh, plot line for a movie, a fight tournament. Unless it's like you know like Bloodsport. There's a couple of good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like usually for a video game movie, you kind of need like a mission based, journey based storyline for it to make sense. And I think they're kind of doing that one this one like too. A, what's up? I feel like they're kind of doing that with this one too. Yeah, they're it's trying to like squeeze like that one in there. Line. Where the other but like here's, the nineties one just like, I from of, what I remember was just like the characters recreated doing crazy cheesy action scenes in the film. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, dude, the original one had Veronica Vaughn as Sonya Blade, <laughs> okay? Okay, nice, nice. <laughs> but um, I like this one, too, because there's really no big actors in it, and the action scenes look dope. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier, it was like, this looks like one of those action movies where, like, anyone could direct it, where it doesn't have to have a Favreau or a Whedon <laughs> yeah, stack yeah. to it. And just like, and dude, you know what? Sometimes I like fucking, and the other fact, too, that this is one of those movies we've talked about in previous episodes. It's a Warner Brothers movie, so it's going to be in theaters and HBO Max at the same time. Okay, this is nice. a movie I'm definitely going to watch on my TV and get all stoned and be like, dude, these fight scenes are fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other thing that I think it has is HBO going Max, God damn it. Mortal Kombat. The other thing that's going on in its direction, too, is it's rated R. You know what I mean? So you can see like the fatalities and like people getting their arms ripped off yes. and like beaten over their heads. Dude. Good you call. They I mean? even say fuck in the trailer, which is just like, all right, yeah, just let you know. Yeah, this they're trying to make they're trying to establish a. Uh, and you know that is a good call because that I guess what if if if, if there was a problem with the '90s Mortal Kombat, uh, I guess it would be the fact that it was you know too kid oriented and you know it was a kids movie, a fucking video. So this one is a little bit exactly. more of like a it was like PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. people would die. But they would like get punched in the chest and be like, "Oh my heart!" And like, yeah, no, uh, this one is I think this have one like extreme violence and whatnot. And that's the whole thing of Mortal Kombat. I mean, dude, like again, like we're '90s kids, it's come up a bunch in this. But like, dude, that was like a big topical news story in the '90s. Was like this violent video game is yeah, so sure. violent and crazy. It's like, dude, that's like what they're known for. I want to see somebody get ripped. Yeah, out I mean, they literally had to fucking like, take the like the N- Nintendo was not able yeah, to show yeah, the blood. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a huge, like one of the two fucking uh, video game companies didn't have the blood, the tar pits, the, could, could you finish him and fucking like put this official stake in him and all that kind of shit at least? No, I don't think you could do any of that shit. Wow, yeah, I don't yeah, think you could do really fatalities. Like, in, I don't think you could do fatalities in the Super Nintendo. World. It might've been the first ever like blood splats in video games, which SNES fucking had to change to sweat stains. To sweat. Sweat <laughs> would come flying off the guy. Cause you know, anytime I've ever been punched in the face, I'm like, oh, Sweat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweat goes flying off. But uh, uh, you're right. That definitely was the. That'd be like making a PG 13 Grand Theft Auto. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you can't rape a hooker and steal the money back. What exactly is the point of this fucking video game? <laughs> yeah, the Nintendo. Yeah, I'll tell you what the Nintendo version was. It was Simpsons Off Road. And it was a Simpsons. <laughs> dude, it's yes. true. It was no, a for Simpsons, sure. I played the arcade game. game. I love the. Uh, a like, game. Sorry, go ahead. But you could uh, like it was like an open world Simpsons game. Yeah, where yeah. It was like more or less GTA that like, you could do with all that, steal cars and whatnot. But it was like kid friendly. For sure, dude. That's a great like a uh, console arcade game. Is the fucking Simpsons Open Road? Mm-hmm. But I guess too. So I'm gonna watch it again. I'm not gonna go to the theaters to watch it, but HBO Max is a uh, you know pretty good. And I guess in other big movie news, and I kind of guess almost RIP news for me and Liam. But uh, Happy Gilmore has just turned 25 years old. <laughs> Getting closer okay. to R.I.P. news for me. <laughs> yeah. 
but also just like big epic movies for the movie Happy Gilmore. Dude, fucking huge, I think, influential. Liam and I loved it as kids. Love it now. You know what for I mean? Sure. But to uh, celebrate it too, Adam Sandler made like a video of himself on a golf course and he was just like, I haven't done this swing in 25 years. I'm going to do it right now for you, shoot them like And then he uh, literally does the Happy Gilmore like crack and like hits the golf ball and you can't see it. But it looks like a solid fucking hit. And yeah, then he looks pretty excited about it. Like, he seems pretty earnest about, like, walking up to the camera. And he's like, you can't see it, but I swear to God, like, that thing banged. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it definitely crushes a- it off the tee, whether it, like, fucking makes, you know, whether it goes straight or not. It's a different mm-hmm. story. But he actually, even like, hit it off the tee, which is impressive enough. That is impressive enough. I don't know if you've ever been like golfing or on a golf course, but every drunk idiot our age has tried to do the Happy Gilmore one. Yeah, off the I tee. was going to say, and if by golfing nine... you mean try to do the Happy Gilmore <laughs> thing in my friend's backyard, yes. And nine times um, out of ten, you're missing that ball, dude. Literally, <laughs> like... and three times out of ten, you're literally falling on your on your ass hilariously <laughs> yes, yes, while yes, you do yes, it. hundred yes, percent. So, but that is a great th- activity to get a go- to get like a net. And then a, a golf mm-hmm. club with your buddies and get drunk and then oh, all you, try to do the Happy Gilmore drive and then you watch. You pussies it. in Jersey put a net up. Florida, <laughs> baby. <laughs> you just fucking wail <laughs> that thing. <laughs> right into the Everglades, baby. Let the Gators yeah, uh, figure it out. Or, salt, or like a busy highway, dude. That was the <laughs> But, yeah, no, good call, good call. But, uh, but uh, Sandler did put out that video of him doing it. And then as a joke, he's like, that one's for you, shooter. <laughs> But the actor Christopher McDonald responded with his own video, literally in character as um, as Shooter McGavin. And when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be pretty cringy." But dude, he doesn't miss a beat. Like he has the voice down. He's like, "Hey, Gilmore." Yeah, good like, dude, Gilmore. It's, it's fucking great, dude. No, for sure. He uh, I mean, he does like he sings a little putt in his house, but he was just like, oh, "Dude, he does the shooter." It's very excellent and all in good fun, but it's uh He re- he relives the meet me on the ninth hole at nine, uh yeah. and wears something <laughs> yeah. nice. He's fucking No, it's yes. great, dude. And honestly, we've talked about it. We've we talk about Sandler and how much we love him and the you know, his especially the classic catalog of the Happy Madison stuff all the time. I myself talk all the time about how much I love Chris McDonald and uh, Well dude, I was gonna say that Chris McDonald we don't talk about enough and you guys on uh UTI back when you guys gave him a good shout out of just like playing continuously in other roles too. He's one of those guys that like is such typecast as just like a piece of shit asshole yeah, yeah, no, and plays sure. it so goddamn well, dude. That, Between like, Celtic Pride, where he's the bad guy yeah. coach, uh, Happy Gilmore, yeah. he's got a great resume of being like the asshole, uh, like and comedy also, villain. He came in once to a, a bar that you and I used to work at together, and our friend Evan was the bartender, and he came in. And, like, again, totally embraced the shooter. Like, I think Evan called him. He was like, hey, shooter. And he was like, hey, what's up, barkeep? And, like, just, like, would get in character. And, was like, was telling Evan how much he loves being, like, the shooter McGavin. He's like, that's what everyone knows me as. Yeah, shooter. yeah. And he was, like, the nicest guy. But, like, oh, totally, awesome. like, would play into it. And I was like, dude, that's fucking yeah, yeah. awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I saw this thing once. Like, it was, like, the guy that played Norm on Cheers. Like, he talks about it all the time. And I even heard another podcast where he, uh, Scott Ackerman said he was, like, shooting something with him and they walked into a bar and like immediately someone's like hey norm and people just like slide him beers and he's like yeah i'll drink them all, all the time here for a beer like he's just like people buy that guy a beer i forget the guy's name in real life but people yeah, literally george buy him wins, beers like george yes wins. george wins people yeah, yeah. literally buy him beers anywhere he goes and he's just that, like okay <laughs> like fuck yeah <laughs> he's actually uh 
There's a Chicago a huge guy. Huge piece of shit. <laughs> no, he's a Chicago yeah, guy. We've all seen the Bears sketch. Yes, exactly, exactly. But I think my parents, he's like one of those guys that they've got stories about like drinking with him on the fucking like the Chicago neighborhoods and stuff. Oh, nice. Like I think nice, he was nice. like one of those just fucking, uh, you know big drinkers he, he loved capitalizing in yeah. on the drinking for the and that is one of those things like david tell has talked about and i guess like anybody that's famous for smoking weed like willie nelson yeah. or whatnot but if you like Chappelle, are, after how high you should get like offered to smoke all yes, the time for sure like you just can't avoid it like if that's if you become famous for being in a bar or for smoking weed or anything like that that becomes every drunk's dream is to drink with norm or smoke weed with willie nelson you know what i mean so so if any of our fans are listening you guys all know this i'm, I'm a huge fan of money so if you ever see me out, dude, just like slide me a ten. Something special. Uh... Yeah, give me a quick twenty, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's kind of all we have for the news. But I think a common theme that's kind of come up on this episode is just like prequels and things of the past, almost. So kind of get us taking a closer look at maybe some of our favorite prequels. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope, then the microscope. All of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Oh yeah, baby. Closer look. Andre Davi, SoundCloud. You know what it is. Deuces. <laughs> Deuces oh. indeed, Mr. Davi. Yeah, big classic, big classic here. But you've heard that song before a million times. Kind of like a prequel, you know what I mean? But uh, it's a prequel to our closer about... look segment. You hear the song, right. and then you know. The... We've talked about it a lot with Young Rock and the Cruella movie coming out. A lot of prequel news here, so kind of talking about our favorite uh, prequels or like maybe the most popular prequels in film history. Uh, of course, I'm going to start it off with uh, this possible prequel to this closer look where uh, we may have done this one before. <laughs> yeah, the last <laughs> time we did this one, I guess, would be a... Uh... <laughs> but uh, that that was standing. I'll start it off like this, kind of like... I don't think I ever heard the term prequel until the Star Wars. You know what I mean? I can never remember, like... Okay, it was a prequel before episodes one, two, and three came out. I feel like Star Wars really coined the term of prequel. Okay, interesting. That's a. Uh, I was actually gonna ask at some point which, because I feel like there's the. I guess I'll just throw it out there, but there's the definitive prequel. I'd say for most people is the Godfather Two is the one that everybody always points to. But uh, what exactly? I was gonna get your take on like what is the thought of as like the first prequel or the you know coined the term or whatnot. So you would go with the Star Wars uh, uh, original three that came out in the '90s, being the prequel to the you know original. 70s, 80s Star Wars, which everybody, of course, you know, well, first two. Has... Star Wars is so famous for it for starting at four, five, and six. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So there was always talks that there would be like one, two, and three, seven, eight, nine. And like you said, uh, Godfather Two is a great example, even though it's technically a, both a sequel and a prequel yes. because it follows the further adventures of Michael Corleone, and it uh, that shows you know say, Vito yeah. Corleone. But I don't think anybody left Godfather 2 or was going to theaters to see Godfather 2 and they're like, oh, you're going to go see the Godfather prequel? You know what I mean? Yes. I don't think that 
term was ever really coined until the Star Wars movies. Okay, until the Star Wars movies. I mean, like, these are going to be like the prequels. It's not a sequel, it's a prequel. Okay, you know what I mean? I might be yeah, wrong, no, for sure. but I feel well, like I mean, that's I, really like... I can't necessarily argue, because, and I definitely have, uh, uh, like I agree with you about, well, would you agree with me that people kind of refer to Scarface 2 as like the all-time best prequel, you know what I mean? Or that is like Scarface 2. Of, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, Godfather 2 as like, you know, that is a, uh, uh, that is at least stereotypically uh, referred absolutely. to as like the. But I'm with you because I, I mean, honestly don't so really so look at that as a prequel. So much so though that there's even like the Coppola cut. Like there's the remastered Godfather's where they play them in sequential order too. Okay. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? So like so much so that if you buy like that cut, it starts with the De Niro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Corleone I don't even. Stuff. But I don't even really look at it as a uh, prequel, like you said, because they do continue the storyline from afterwards. And the point of the movie, like, you're not going to the movie to catch up on the story hand from before. Like, it's a cool part that they put in the movie. But, like, in essence, mm-hmm. Godfather 2 does continue the storyline from Godfather 1. It's not just Correct. catching you up on everything that happened before, a la the Star Wars series. However, I kind of almost don't count those initial Star Wars ones just from the sense where, like, everybody knew that it was always a wide rumor that they might come out. Everybody always knew that the original Star Wars were the fourth, fifth, and sixth. So it's just, like, episodically, you know, they uh, they just decided to make the movies out of timeline. You know what I mean? But it's, uh, and definitely those first three are, you know, uh, before the storyline of the original three, but it kind of almost doesn't have like the prequel kind of feel to me because they have their own original, you know. So then sticking with the Star Wars theme then, then you would say more of the prequels would be either like Rogue One or like the Solo. Uh, yes, Solo good call movies. for sure. Would be Rogue more One would definitely in... be a real, would, would definitely be a great prequel. And definitely logically speaking, like you're right, of course the... And Solo uh, would Like be I was actually going to talk, yeah for sure, and Solo too. And I was going to bring up the episodes one, two, uh, one through three on how you felt about them. Because of course they are a prequel to the story from four, five, and six. However, I kind of own more look at them as like their own movie franchise you know what i mean and mm-hmm. since that they were everybody always knew that the lucas you know that they, uh, was recreating a nine-part story series but just chose the middle three to do uh you know just chose the middle three to do it uh sequentially or whatever yeah but, you know arguably I, the best part of the story four five and six yeah yeah for sure or i guess unarguably Honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, um, arguably. But uh, so from that standpoint, I kind of always looked at those first three as their own their own thing, where for me, I'd say that uh, uh, if you're going to talk a more definitive prequel, maybe like uh, uh, Temple of Doom to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is okay, like... but that's not really a, a definitive prequel. That was more of a sneaky prequel. That was a prequel where like you can like stump people on it. Be like, did you know Temple of Doom actually takes place before Raiders? <laughs> it's just kind of like a mind blown prequel. Like again, like that's not it's not like so definitively a prequel that you're like Well, I mean I feel it's pretty uh you know, like that's the story, like they it's it's pretty clear, no? That's kind of like Mallrats is a prequel to Clerks. Like Mallrats actually takes place yeah, the one day before. day before Clerks. Yeah, no, but, but it's that's not like... It's like yeah, nobody thinks of them outside of being both like Kevin Smith movies. Nobody thinks mm-hmm. of it as like a real prequel. I think the good, the bad, and the ugly is another one of those examples with Clint Eastwood. I think that like 
it's the third one to come out, but I think the good, the bad, and ugly actually takes place first in that. Yeah, that uh, I believe it's the Josie Wales saga or whatever the fuck. I think the fistful of dollars and uh, fistful of dollars. Correct. Yes. 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 Yeah, and then. Uh, but that's another one where like it came out. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I think it's called the Fistful of Dollars trilogy, but the good, the bad, and the ugly came out last. But it's actually like takes place first. Yeah, but it's yeah. not one of those things that it's like so prevalent in the movie. Um, I'll give you one, just kind of, uh, this one's a prevalent prequel, but also a very forgettable one. And I guess since we were talking about Mortal Kombat, but we've talked about on the show, like the USA, uh, you know, like the weird science, Duckman, silk stocking lineups. If you remember in the 90s too, there was a Mortal Kombat Conquest TV series on USA. Wow. That was a prequel. That was a prequel to the movie. It only went like 12 episodes. I think like Jamie Presley was in an episode, but it's a prequel to Mortal Kombat, but it was a live action show on USA okay, in like 95. Dude. I mean, how do you yeah, do a yeah, prequel yeah. to Mortal Kombat? Are they doing like the uh, origin stories for how Sub-Zero oh, like got so Song. cold? Like... Exactly, dude, exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> nice. But, um, uh, all right, that's yeah, an interesting it's one. It's a very forgettable story. series. I guess too, uh, maybe a prequel from the 90s that I, I maybe I should have used this one for a more definitive prequel. But how about the Dumb and Dumber er, 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 prequel <laughs> of uh, How Harry, Harry Met Lloyd? Uh, yeah. Yes. Dude. But I mean, that's like a uh, unavoidable prequel. It, it fits in on both categories of the storyline taking place beforehand, as well the whole production of the movie just being shamelessly trying to hone in on the uh, on like the franchise fame without being able to get Jim Carrey or Jeff Daniels to be a part of it at all. You know, so it's like, fuck, yeah. how do we do? We got we got to make more Dumb and Dumber. We can't do it with them. Let's get two people to play young versions and fucking. Yeah, and then, God, I think, what, like, 2014, they actually made a true sequel with the actors. I would say Dumb and Dumber is better than the actual sequel. Oh, that's sequel right, Dumb and Dumber, Dumber, Dumber is actually the sequel. I forgot about that. The, uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was the name. I forgot, I forgot that that was uh, not the name of the prequel. Yeah, the prequel was when yeah. Harry met Lloyd. But Harry met Lloyd, which I would say arguably is better than the actual Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels sequel. Sequel, for sure, yeah, yeah. Um. I'm going to give you a couple here that uh, are debatable, but I'll see what you think about them, okay? My first one is going to be Batman Begins, the first Christian Bale movie. No way. Now, given it takes place – it's the first one to take place uh, in, like, the Nolan trilogy. Yeah. But I've always said if you looked at it, it, it didn't need to be a trilogy. It, that Batman Begins could have been a standalone movie. That would just would have served as a Batman prequel, like the idea in general. And I think it would have been a hundred times better. Batman Begins. I feel like, like we're getting more into a, a, for sure. We've talked about it before, but it's my favorite as well. But I feel like then we would be getting more into origin story, which I guess we're kind of splitting hairs between. Okay, that's true. Because I was going to say Casino, Casino Royale would be my other one. The first Daniel Craig one, just because it's like a James Bond origin story kind of. But okay, you're right. I see. It's not a prequel. You're right. You're right. I'm uh, I'm not playing by the rules. Those are more of a uh, origin stories. No, but good call though. Definitely, uh, especially for the uh, uh, Casino Royale. I'm oh, sorry, mm-hmm. no, but yeah, but good call though. Definitely because it is like establishing the franchise. Uh, you know, franchise in general. You know what I mean. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kind of a standalone as opposed to a direct one, like maybe uh, a Wonder Woman 1984, you know? It seems like an origin story to me, player. But I guess it could be a uh, okay, prequel to it, so Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I'll give you that. It came out – it's in that DC universe. 
that's like saying Captain America would be like a prequel because it was the first Avenger. Okay, same I thing see. with like Captain Marvel. What about this? I, I think I got one on the nose here. How about uh, Prometheus? All right. Okay. The Ridley yes. Scott sci-fi movie was a direct prequel to the Alien franchise. For sure, and as well as the other one too, right? The Covenant. Covenant also, yes. Alien Covenant also yeah, that, a prequel. That was like a... Sequel to Prometheus. That's a sequel prequel. It's a sequel to Prometheus, but still a prequel to Alien. Yeah, it's kind of like the Star Wars ones that we were talking about before, which it's mm-hmm. like it's like a, it's like a whole other franchise that they've shoot in that takes place beforehand. You know, Prometheus, by the way, is like just visually one of my favorite like Prometheus sci-fi is great. kind yeah, of sure. like. Prometheus is fucking great. Just the way it looks and the, the whole thing that they do is really neat. And then, like, yeah, sure, at the end, and it kind of brings religion into it, too. Like, in a world of, like, sci-fi and, like, being able to track human uh, uh, yeah, creation, yeah. how can you still have religion? Covenant was just kind of, like, a cheap action alien flick. But I thought Prometheus was fucking outstanding. It just yeah, happened to take great. place in the alien universe. How about, uh, um, how about Kong Skull Island? I guess this is kind For of sure. like an origin For story, sure. but of like the yeah. entire place almost, you know, but that's, uh, that definitely sets up the whole King Kong, you know, franchise, about, I'd uh, say more so than the movie, a uh, specific movie. I, I agree with you. There's also the uh, James Franco hit Oz, the great and powerful, the prequel to Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the James Franco Wizard of Oz. Said the titular wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, anytime James Franco like acts outside of like what his range is supposed to be, uh, dude, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> I mean, dude. that's another kind of one. Like, of the, that's another one of the James Franco catalog that I missed. I got to be honest, because mm-hmm. there's the other one too. Like the whole new, uh, there was that whole new trilogy of Planet of the Apes movies, which in their own oh, other the trilogy, but they were prequels to uh, 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 Planet of the Apes 1970s movies. Okay. And uh, and again, James Franco is in the first one as like a biochemist, and it's just like this isn't a bad movie, but there's no way I can swallow this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. I can see Franco. Uh, I can see Franco being a bioengineer taking you out of a movie. Absolutely. Um, I got then, a couple uh, other, maybe some TV series ones, perhaps. Kind right, of like a right. Skull Island, maybe Smallville, kind of setting up sure. the whole Superman, you know, world. Uh, uh, how about Bates Motel was another one that was like the uh, uh, USA series before mm-hmm. before Psycho when they were just a, a loving family that ran a neighborhood motel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with a uh, movie and series. There was the Hannibal TV series, which was a prequel to uh, Science of the Lambs, along with the movie Red Dragon with yep. Edward Norton, which was a prequel to uh, 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 Science of the Lambs. Yep, yep. What about you talking about TV series? What about Gotham? They All had right, the yeah. old uh, Bruce Wayne, the story of yeah, Gotham sure. before Batman. I mean, hey, if I said Smallville, you can you can say uh, you can say Gotham. I can get Gotham in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to get Batman Begins, I'm throwing Gotham in there, man. <laughs> um, and I guess all the other ones are kind of just like action ones. Like there was the Bumblebee Transformers movie, which was a prequel. Uh, the X Men First Class, but I think X-Men again, that's a good one. That's, that's that another... whole trilogy of movies too, kind of like take place the pre the Fox X Men movies. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, they uh, and again, kind of another... setting up the whole franchise mm-hmm. a little bit more, more the characters than the a specific movie. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. 
I think that's all I have about I have, man. And uh, I think that's probably about all you have, too. But if you guys want to, I'm sure there's some prequels we're missing. Or I'm sure uh, someone like Seth out there would be arguing some of these aren't prequels. Email us in at the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know some of your favorite prequels. And also, while we're on the subject, email us in for Netflix and Chad of what the next movie you want us to watch. Although, now that it's been announced that that Biggie documentary is coming out, I'm pretty sure it's already yeah. been uh, decided. Smart money is on the Biggie doc. And after Palmer <laughs> turned out to be a dud, I... Uh... <laughs> Chad definitely yes. let us know uh, Netflix and Chad suggestions, uh, prequels we've missed, how great we've been doing, all of your favorite email <laughs> topics. Yeah, exactly. Especially the latter. I mean, really, keep those coming. But uh, and of course, check us out on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, like we said, forget about uh, tweeting us for now, but we'll be right back on that. Check us out. We're everywhere. Give us a like and comment on iTunes. You know that helps us get more plays. And other than that, guys, I'm pretty sure you're not working tomorrow, especially up here. It's snowing out. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and get, get geeked up. Well, baby. Hey, well, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo. What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech.